repose on one knee and our prenup will be binding about time we set a wedding date day number 958 I know it's today he'll show up today hey everyone I'm Marissa O'Donnell and you're listening to triple threats and beyond with your host Roy George all right, everybody, that was the fantastic Marissa O'Donnell. And surprise, Marissa O'Donnell is here with us today. Hello, Marissa O'Donnell. Hello, how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? Very good, excited to be on here. Thank you for joining us. Of course, this is my first podcast, I think. Yes! Maybe my second, but I think my first, so very excited. Yes! Okay, let's call it like 1.5, just in case. Perfect. Awesome, Fair. so... Of course, we played to enter you in a little bit of Shrek. We all love that show. I promise you one day I will play the donkey in Shrek, but somebody has to cast me in it first. What was that like to work on? Let's just jump right in. Um, well, it was pretty much the craziest experience of my life and definitely the, the longest process because it was an original work, so it was an original show. Um, we started... Well, before I even got onto the project, there had been, you know, readings, uh, dance workshops, regular workshops, and then, you know, they finally decided, you know what, we're heading to Broadway, um, and that's when I started getting involved, and at first, I was cast to do um, kind of this cabaret show of a few of the songs from Shrek um, at Sardi's, which is in New York City, a restaurant in New York City, and they, they were trying to... Uh, these people wanted to help uh, produce the show, etc. And so I got to sing I Know It's Today. I had learned the song. That's what I was cast for. And learned the song and sing it with Sutton. And Christopher Sieber was also there singing a song. Um, and so was Brian Darcy James. And after that, um, it was kind of quiet. for After I performed that, Miss Janine story, which was awesome. All that kind of finished up. And then out of the blue one day after that performance, uh, they called me and said, do you want to go to Broadway? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, awesome. So uh, that summer I packed up my bags and I went to Seattle to uh, rehearse and perform it in Seattle for our out of town. And we stayed up there through August. And then we came back and we opened in December of 2010. Yeah, that sounds about right. 2010. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so we um, had a blast, and it was very, you know, that, that set and the people I got to work with, it, it, it was like I was living in a theme park or something. <laughs> all, all, so many of my idols I got to work with, and, and the experience was just overwhelming, and I, I was honestly very proud to, to be a part of it. I felt like I was a, a part of Broadway's history, which was so neat for me. And being on stage uh, for the short amount of time that I was on, uh, it, it could be easy to feel like, oh, I'm not a, a big part of the show, but everyone's a big part of the show. And and I, I was really proud to be a part of it and and uh, to experience what I got to experience. 
Well, everybody who's anybody came to see your show. I saw it five times, and each time I got to see it with somebody different in the audience, and it was insane. I remember um, getting there, and I was sitting towards the front, and I was listening to this woman next to me talk, and I was like, God, she sounds really familiar. And I happened to have turned and looked at her, and I was sitting next to Sally Field, and I had to contain myself. It was really scary. Oh, my God. Yeah, right? So, now, yeah. did you grow up with Christopher Sieber in It Takes Two, or Two of a Kind? What was it? Two of a Kind, I think. Yeah, Two of a Kind. I had seen him in that, but honestly, I didn't recognize him. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I was a big Mary Kay and Ashley girl. <laughs> did they ever come to the show? I feel like they did, but I don't remember. I, I'm not sure. I don't think they did, because I would have gone to dirt. <laughs> Now, before... I, I missed them. I actually missed them at something else, too. Um, when I filmed uh, the film Peace, Love, and Misunderstanding with Jane Fonda, um, Elizabeth Olsen, their sister, was also in that, in that film with me. Oh, wow. And they came to set, like, one of the days that I wasn't there. Come on. And I was so... They didn't even call you? No, no. I think they it was like very a very last minute thing and whatever and I was like, I can't believe I missed this before. Marissa, you need new friends. If nobody called you when they were coming, I feel like you need new friends. <laughs> oh my god, maybe I do. That's hilarious. So now before Shrek the musical happened, what was your career like? Tell me a bit about that. Um, before that, uh, I had been Doing, doing shows here and there in New York. I worked at the Cherry Lane Theater where I got to do my first great play, um, which was very exciting. It was called Training with Syria, and I kind of found a love for that, and it was my first experience with with um, just straight acting with no songs to rely on, sort of, and that was, that was interesting. Um, and I liked it just as much, actually. Okay. Really a really good experience. Um, before that, I was, you know, touring for two years of my life as Annie. Uh, I was cast now when I was 10. By the time I got on the road, I was 11. And then I, I stayed on it until I was 13. And um, that, that was life-changing, honestly. I mean, it changed my life. It changed my family's life. It, it helped me realize that, that I could have a potential career in this and uh so it it was it was amazing for me now you toured with somebody very special to me that I grew up with she was just recently actually on one of her podcasts the crazy and hilarious Casey Weiland yes my best friend Casey Weiland see (laughs) now and you guys go to school kind of close together right yeah she goes to NYU um, I go to Pace University downtown um, in the financial district for musical theater. And so we, we actually see each other all the time, usually on the weekend. Um, but she played testing. She was testing to Miami. And she was on the first year of the tour with me. And then she was like, okay, I'm done with this. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, so I'll catch you later. And we still remained really close somehow, even though she was, you know, up in Syracuse. And I was in uh, Westchester County, which is where I uh, stayed through high school. And then she moved to the city, and life was perfect, you know? Well, good. <laughs> yeah. 
Now, when you were on Shrek, and I was talking to a couple other people about this, too, it was like the trifecta for Broadway. There was um, Allie Trim, the cast of 13. There was Billy Elliot kids. There was Poppins kids, Lion King kids, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang kids, Shrek. Um, I feel like I'm missing some, but there were just so many kids on Broadway. What was that like for you? It was honestly really exciting uh, for me. We had this organization that we worked with called Broadway Kids Care. And it's it, pretty sure it still goes on today. Obviously, I'm not a kid anymore, so I, I'm not involved with it. But basically, that would be the time that all the kids from the Broadway shows would come together. And we would do charity work. We would um, knit scarves. We would put gift baskets and goodie bags together for uh people in need during the holidays or just just for things like something like Valentine's Day if that's coming up for an example we would put just a goodie bag together to to make uh, other kids uh, happy and it, it was a really great bonding experience we all got to get together and we all had our little crushes so that was cute and, <laughs> and it was a good way to be our own community that's and, awesome and so I'm, I'm happy I got to do that. Now, are you allowed, now that you're not a kid and it's been a while, are you allowed to tell me who your crush is? Uh, oh my gosh. Actually, I can. And actually, it is written. Okay, here's the story. <laughs> so, my Broadway crush was Kirill Coolish, Billy Elliot. Yes. And, but like, duh. And he's so cute. And it is written. Under my spot at the Broadway Theater, which is where I performed in Shrek. Yes, and look at you. Just the other day, Al Silver, uh, Alexander Silver, who is my professor of pace and also my my dear friend, who is now um, playing Vital in in the revival, she texted me and she said, "I'm sleeping under my station." And I look, because she's at the same station as I was at the Broadway Theater. She goes, and I look up, and up there it says, Marissa O'Donnell, being Fiona, plus Kirill Coolish, Billy Elliot, equals love. Yeah, oh no, that's perfect. And it's there, and it's there forever, unless she decides to cross that for me. Yes, that's hilarious. You know it's going to show up on Instagram one day. One day, I'm, I'm waiting for it. I That's wonder what hilarious. Thank you, God. Now, what was... So, you know, I like to gear this podcast towards some people that are just starting out in the business and whatnot. What advice do you have for um, adults and or teenagers just starting out in the business? I would definitely say um, training is uh, the number one thing. Once you get that foundation, it doesn't matter if you think you're the best singer ever like. I always find that there, there's something you can improve on. There's something you can work on. There's some, something you can ask uh, for advice from a teacher or mentor. That would, that would be my biggest advice. Take an acting class. Take a voice lesson. Um, practice sides with your friends. That sort of thing is, is, really, is really crucial. Um, besides that, once you have that under your belt, it's just a matter of believing in yourself and having patience that your that your time will come when it's supposed to. And um, just to, to never to never push anything, to never to never say, This is this is me, like aren't I aren't I don't I 
should I have this part? Like, just go into the room, do your work, and walk out proud of yourself. And and just be prepared because nothing nothing feels as good as being prepared. I have to say that. Um, my mom and I always say success is when soft preparation meets opportunity. So so just keep working, and as long as you're working and 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 moving forward and not letting one audition ruin you or make you think you're not good, just go in and do your work and, and be proud of what you did. And nobody can take your preparation preparation away from you. Right. So so do your work, and then you'll be ready for the next audition. And if you don't get that one that you just went on, there's always another audition. Oh, that's so perfect. Preparation meets opportunity. That Yes, that's right. Yeah, success is when preparation meets opportunity. Oh, that's so perfect. I love it. So yeah. I feel like you speak from experience that there was a time that you were not prepared. Is that a fair thing? Not, not really. I just have always felt my most confident when I had, when I know that I put my best foot forward if that makes sense yep so just you know I'll always feel better when I spent that extra hour on my work instead of hanging hanging out with my friends or or something like that because you got to think when you go to that audition room there's going to be a bunch of other girls who didn't spend that couple hours with their friends they spent their hours working on the material that's so true so I, I always keep that in mind and oh it's what gosh. drives me um, to, to work my hardest. Now, do you recommend tour life at a young age? I know that's a really tough decision because I know to each his own and different strokes for different folks and stuff. But what is your what was your experience like on tour? I had an extremely positive experience. My mom was with me for the first year, and then the second year, I had chaperones. I, my mom came out sometimes, but I had chaperones from the cast because, you know, I had spent a year and every single day with these people, so I was very close to them. I wouldn't change my childhood for anything, and it, it's made me who I am, and it's made me the performer I am, and it, it made me very professional at a young age, and in, in a rehearsal space and it taught me a lot about the discipline of this business and what is expected of me and I, I really wouldn't change it for the world sometimes I I look back on it and I think oh well what if I would have had the time to do all those dance classes I wanted to do or or what if I you know but in reality I you learn the most through experience I, I truly believe so right going out there and, and touring and living that life and doing a show eight times a week and building up that stamina, that can't be taught. You must experience that. Absolutely. And, and I learned so much from that. And I, I really wouldn't change for the world. And the people I was with made it so, so much easier for me because I had a family out there. And like I said, Casey's still one of my best friends. I still see these people there. They're still there for me. And that's an awesome thing to know as well. Um, one thing, if I could go back and change one thing about the experience, or if I could give uh, advice to any parent out there 
who who has a kid who's going on tour or who potentially wants to, it would be to get them the best education that they that they can get them with their school teacher because you know we have our school teacher. But if they need extra help, make that extra help happen. Be um, communicate with with the school that you're going to or the program for the schooling you're going through. Um, because I just wish a little more that I had a little bit stronger of a educational foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, I eventually, when I got back home, I was in middle school and I caught up and I didn't miss anything um, too too important, but but I, I would have loved to have a, just a stronger foundation in my schooling, but that doesn't really have to do with just the performing aspect of my touring. But, um, but besides that, it was... It was pretty spectacular that's so awesome because i've heard you know i've heard totally different things from many different people that touring was so hard and wasn't fun but i guess it depends on the show it depends on the team it depends on you know your production and your surroundings from what i've been told so that's pretty awesome yeah and i'm just so weird i could i could i love tech people are with a tech coming and then like i kind of play along and i'm like oh tech so horrible and then i love I love just sitting, just sitting in the theater, feeling that there's something about the energy when a show is being put together and everyone's together and, and we're working so hard and we're working for hours. It's really honestly thrilling to me, and and and, and I love it. So there's also that aspect of I I love doing it shows a week. I I love working my butt off. Um, it, it's really it's really in my blood. Right. I I want to be doing this all the time, no matter what. Well, that brings us to our next question. It definitely depends on the person, for sure. Absolutely. Now, our next question you brought up is Broadway. What was that like to be your age and working with some of the greats that we know? Christopher Sieber, um, Brian Darcy James, who just won a SAG Award, I believe, which is really awesome. Yeah. And, uh, of course, Sutton Foster. I, working with them, I mean, uh, who knows if I'll ever in my life get to work with all those amazing people at once again, or, but, you know, I, I, it was really thrilling for me, and I never take it for granted. I learned so much just from watching them in the rehearsal process. I'll never forget I, remembering the first time I saw Brian Darcy James in rehearsal. We were doing a run of the show, and he sang the first version of who I'd be oh. and I we were all crying sitting next to my friend Noah who who plays the white rabbit and he's a grown man and he was crying <laughs> and we're just watching something really special be made and it was inspiring and it made me hungry to be just like that to tell to be able to tell a story like that and it was a master class you know what I mean so I, I felt very, very honored to be even in the same room as them, let alone working with them. And now, the experience itself was, ooh, it was so, it was so crazy for me. I, I went to normal high school. I was a freshman in high school. So once we got back from Seattle and we started, you know, going to performances and whatnot, it was, it was wake up at 6 a.m. for school, go to school all day, come home, start on my homework. And then uh, get in the car, go to the theater, get in hair and makeup, do the show, 
and then I end at midnight or whatever time. I don't really remember when we ended. And then my mom would pick me up and drive me home, and I would do it all over again. So um, I didn't know that you were in school, like, at a regular school. I thought you were doing schooling throughout Shrek. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, I, I was definitely in high school for that. So oh it was pretty God. It was pretty tricky. My school uh, in Westchester worked, worked with me, which was really great. For example, on Wednesdays, uh, Shrek had matinee. And I had school on Wednesdays, just like every other kid. Right. So... Um, uh, we made it so my schedule, my last class was like fifth period or something on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. So I left French class like a little bit early and my mom would pick me up in the car at school. Um, and, and, and then we would drive to the matinee for Wednesdays. That's insane. I am blown away by the fact <laughs> that you did that. <laughs> I had no idea. I don't know what to say. I... I can't believe I really did it either, honestly. <laughs> I think about waking up at 6 a.m., having a full day, and then doing a show now, and I cry. Uh, right? Oh, my <laughs> I can gosh. Barely, I can barely wake up for my <laughs> college classes now, That's... and they're at, like, 10. So I can't I can't believe all the energy I, I have. That's insane. So what does it feel like for you, because you had said being a part of Shrek was like being a part of history. What does it feel like for you to be on an original Broadway cast recording? That is something that that makes me so proud because that is something that will never go away. And what I mean by that is this business is really hard. Everyone knows that. We all have our times when we'll be struggling or we feel like we'll, we'll never we'll never amount to something or or what we're doing isn't worth it what have you, but to know that that recording is always there, like, that is a history. When I'm gone and and my kids are here and whatnot, they can always, you know, listen to mom on, on the cast recording, and that will always be in the universe, and that makes me really proud to know it as as a human that I, that I have something that kind of says, oh, here's this actress, and she lives on. Right. If that makes sense. Absolutely. And, and it's, it's something that I, I treasure. And, you know, nothing makes me happier than when someone's like, oh, I'm like, you think I know what's doing track? I know you. And that's also really cool. <laughs> and, and, you know, I see all these little girls, people send me this all the time, you know, the little girls singing, I know it's today on, on YouTube. And it's kind of this song just is, is being passed on. And, Absolutely. And it, Really, really awesome. I'm really happy about that. Well, it's funny, because I think that's one of the majority of the songs that I play for female ensembles as a pianist. I play that a lot. And it's so funny. I just played it recently for... I have to give them a shout-out, because it's really funny. Um, They're all sisters. It's Ariana, Alexis, and Ava Papaleo. And they all sang it at a benefit for their school. And it was probably the cutest thing I've ever seen because watching each generation, well, I shouldn't say each generation, but each sister sing each part was just so cool. And then they all sang it together and they're super talented. But it's just so interesting how songs like that resonate in this world, whereas other songs don't. So I, I think it's awesome that you have this song that will always resonate for you. Absolutely. Of course, yeah. That, that's awesome. That makes me so happy to hear. 
Well, I'll have to... Di- I have the video somewhere. I'll have to dig it up and send it to you. They're so sweet. So I'll have to... I'll have to send it to you. Definitely. Yeah, send it to me. I'd love to do that. Um, oh, gosh. I have so many questions and, and so little time, unfortunately. But let's... Okay, do you want to play a game with me? Sure. All right, we're going to do a rapid-fire game. You ready? Okay. All right. Question, what is it? What doing? You ready? Yeah. Okay, okay, here we go. Who is your celebrity crush? Uh, oh, God. Uh, Dave Franco. <laughs> what is currently playing on your iPod right now? Oh, uh, now Bad Blood. N-A-O, Bad Blood. Yes. Who, what Broadway show have you recently seen that everybody needs to go see immediately? Um, Curious Sensitive about Nighttime. Yes. And what show have you not seen that everybody still needs to go see and you want to see so bad? Oh, God, there's so many. Uh, I'm going to say one that people aren't going to think I'm going to say, but I really, really, really want to see Beautiful the Carol King musical. You haven't seen it yet? I know. I'm the worst, and I need to see it. Marissa, let's go. Carol King is so mad at you right now. I know. I went on a Wednesday during the matinee to get tickets for the night show, and I got there, and they told me that they didn't have Wednesday night tickets. Oh, boo. Oh my gosh. Who is your favorite composer? My favorite composer? Oh, oh, let me think. Let me think. This is not the fire. It should come right away, right? What's that? Uh, shoot. I'm going to say Sondheim. Okay. (laughs) He's the hardest. Who, okay, um, what is your favorite role that you have played to date? My favorite role that I've played to date. Oh, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with uh, what I just played, Heather in American Idiot at my at Pace University. I loved yes. playing Heather. Now, are you also are you in another Pace University show? I can't remember. This is this is my last semester. I'm not in a show now. Look at you. So you're graduate. Oh, God. We're all old, girl. Yeah. Graduate. Team yeah. Fiona is graduating, everybody. Oh, my God. So after graduation, do you want to stay on the East Coast or go West Coast? What are you looking to do or just do it all? I kind of have, I kind of have this plan that I will stay here for six months to a year, see how we do, see how I like living in the city. And then I actually took a trip uh, out to the West Coast. Uh, this summer, and I, I fell in love with it. And I also, you know, when I toured there, I also loved LA. So I, I think I might head out there for not not a long time, unless I, you know, I, I'll probably stay out there, planning to stay out there a couple of months, maybe around pilot season, and see see how things go out there. And if I get something great, and if I don't, I always have a home in New York. Absolutely. So that's kind of my plan as of now. But I really do love love both coasts deeply. Do you have a behind-the-scenes story that you can finally share from either Shrek or Annie that you couldn't share at the time? (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um, I did have this one... It isn't exactly a backstage story, but I always had this thing in Shrek, which I feel like totally weird saying it out now. But, you know, when, when we had the power... Uh, 
in interest, the tower came forward on the stage, mm-hmm. and it, it rotated, and the, us, us three girls were actually inside the tower, like, pinned up against the wall so you couldn't see us when it turned and it was dark inside, and that's how we came around and switched people. And I always had this thing, like, I always had this crazy fantasy in my head on the tower that what if one day I was, I finished my, my verse, like, yeah, and I came around, and what if Sutton Foster was like, Marissa, I can't go on, like, I'm sick, you have to do the rest of the song. I can't go on. And then I would have to go around and do all of Sutton's parts for this game. And I always had this fantasy, like, what if that happened to me? Like, what if I had to do that? Like, how crazy would that be? And, of course, that never happened. She's a grown woman and a professional Broadway star, so that never happened. But I was, I, I always, was always like, what if that happened to me? How cool would that be? That's hilarious. And whatever. But I'm getting my time to, to the adult field and now, because <laughs> I got assigned it in class. So I have to uh, sing adult Fiona. <laughs> All right. That's fair. That's fair. So... I understand that your boyfriend is performing in Colorado. Is that right? Well, he's, he's going to be uh, in Colorado. Right now, I honestly can't tell you where. He's leaving St. Louis right now. Okay. Now, how difficult is that to be in a relation, a performing relationship in some way that you're here and he's there and at some point you switch and all that good stuff? What is that like? Um. Well... It's really been kind of, it's really been kind of great for us. Um, it's been going well. We we just plan out when we're going to speak to each other. It, once you plan everything and, and and make a solid plan with with your partner, it it's really not an issue. Especially now when we have the technology, we we FaceTime constantly, and we're on a kind of similar schedule. Um, and it's, it's great, honestly. I get to go out there and visit him a lot. I'm going out to Colorado in a couple in a couple of weeks, and I'm also going to Valentine's Day in Minneapolis. Oh, yes, it um, is. A couple couple of weeks from now, so I'm excited about that. Well, awesome. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I'm really proud of him. And, you know, dating a performer, it's kind of what you sign up for, you know? Right. Like if you if you want a boyfriend or if you want a spouse or whatever who who stays home and you know you, you probably shouldn't date master right <laughs> so, right so we're very clear we're very clear on that well that's <laughs> um, great yeah so we're we're happy now do you have any final pieces of advice for anybody out there our listeners that want to do this so bad and keep hearing no or haven't had enough experience like what is your advice to them going forward my advice um reiterate what i said before just just keep keep training because you can always you can always better yourself no matter no matter what you think just keep training and keep working towards your goal and you know this sounds cliche but don't give up because Remember that quote I said about when success is when preparation meets opportunity? Mm-hmm. I actually got that from the woman who, I forget which character she plays on Desperate Housewives, but the old lady on Desperate Housewives, if anybody who watches the show, they'll know who I'm talking about. That's the old lady. She 
she was the one who said that quote in an interview that I read. And she did not work until she became uh, an old lady. And then she was on Desperate Housewives and Life is Awesome. And she worked here and there. That was her big break. And she was like 70 years old. And, you know, if you really love this, it's not about making it. It's not about what you can do to make it to the top or have people know your name. It's, It's about doing the work. And... And you'll be rewarded for it in time, but it's it's about doing what you love. You right. know what I mean? And if someone tells you no, create your own work. Go out there and say, okay, well, I'm going to create my own script, or I'm going to write my own screenplay, or um, I'm going to do my own charity cabaret, or 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 something to just put the art out there because that's what it's all about. In right. The end. Now, do you do workshops and all that stuff? I used to do uh, more workshops. I'm kind of talking to a couple friends about that now. Um, we were actually talking about it yesterday, about starting something up again. Um, but I've worked through the Broadway workshop, which I definitely recommend. It's run by Mark Tuminelli, um, a good friend of mine who I've, I've taken workshops at the Broadway workshop when I was younger, and I did one there for when the Annie auditions were happening. And it's a great outlet you learn so much in them. Good amount of kids. All the kids are very supportive. Mark's very funny and supportive and, and good to work with. Um, but I, I, I haven't. I was coaching for a while, but um, well, you but let me know. Let me know when you're ready to, because I'll bring you down in Virginia in about a second and a half. So you let me know. Oh, no. <laughs> oh my gosh, Marissa O'Donnell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't don't joke. I'll bring you here in two seconds flat. <laughs> All right, my friend Marissa O'Donnell. It has been fantastic, fantastic, fantastic to talk to you again. It's been a while because we've been so busy, but it's so great to connect again. Yes, I'm so glad we got to talk and catch up. Now, do you have an Instagram? Uh, oh gosh, a Facebook, a website, all that stuff. Plug yourself. Ready? Go. Yeah, okay. Um, my website is www.marissa-odonnell.com, and for all my social media stuff, you can find it all on at capital M-A-R-I-S-S-A, capital O, capital D-O, and then E-L-L, and that's my Twitter handle. It's just my name. So go and find me. Talk to me. Yay. Yes, Marissa, www.marissa, Mar- wow, I'm going to learn how to speak at some point, www.marissa-odonnell.com. Find her. Twitter handle, uh, Instagram, Marissa O'Donnell. Find her, love her. Get the cast album of Shrek the Musical. Support this wonderful woman. And we are so excited. And congratulations on graduation this year. You, I bet you're excited Thank and nervous you. and all of that fun stuff. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward. Well, Thanks so good. much for having me. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. This is Marissa O'Donnell. Find her on all of your social media. Download her stuff. Look for her. You never know where she'll appear. She could be in Virginia. She could be in New York. She could be in L.A. You never know. But I know it's today. She was here on this podcast. I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. I had to. I totally understand. Thank you so much, Marissa. Appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. Bye. We want to just take a moment and thank our special guest, Marissa, for being with us today. So excited to have her. One thing we just wanted to um, verify, 
we did some date checking after we got off the phone. And when Shrek was on Broadway, it was in 2008, not 2010. Both Marissa and I are getting a little bit old and our memories are fading just a tad. So we just wanted to clarify that. Um, also, in other Broadway news, Broadway Records has just announced they will be releasing the cast album of The Color Purple and Fiddler on the Roof, so look forward to those. I'll definitely give you dates as soon as I can. And if you don't have the Broadway Masterworks recording of The Hunchback of Notre Dame, please, please download that. It's an amazing recording and a beautiful listen. So I think that's all the Broadway news I have for you. Of course, in this country, the Iowa caucus happened. And we want to make sure that we are continually educated on what's happening in this world because you never know when it will affect you. On behalf of Triple Threats and Beyond, I'm Roy George. Thank you so much for joining us. Keep listening. More podcasts to come. We're going to have a blast. I appreciate your energy, your time. Continue to tweet us and Instagram and Facebook and all that good stuff. I love the suggestions and love the questions. So keep them coming. I appreciate you. And I will speak with you the next time I speak with you. Thanks, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Today, I know.